0: All right, party people, let's do this. Liverpool have the title in their sights and the Super League nominates its Champions League quarter finalists. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, 17th of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm
2: Andy Russell. And I'm Luke Moore.
0: And a very happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you.
2: Very nice, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's celebrate our Irish cousins.
0: And our American cousins, probably. I feel like they go massive on St. Yeah. Patrick's Day.
2: Chicago River's green. The I... Chicago River is green.
0: I don't know what that means. They dye it green
2: for St. Patrick's Seriously?
0: Day. Yep. Mm. That's the coolest. And we've made our muff, our mic muffs. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: I said to her as well before we came in, Kate. Don't talk about the studio today No one cares. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely won't. I definitely won't. Thirty seconds in, oh, well. Mike Muffs.
0: Chat <laughs> about Mike Muffs. I'm talking. I'm, it's about our branding, Luke. You like yeah. that?
2: Yeah, you're a branding expert a... as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No,
0: that's that is yeah. that's true. So
2: happy Happy St. Patrick's Day to our Irish cousins and those yes. in the US who are pretending to be Irish. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're saying. We love having those guys. That's what you're lot. saying, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know about I don't know about Guinness in in the States. Does it Does it taste as nice? Probably you've been there fairly recently, haven't you? But maybe yeah. that wasn't what you were
2: going for. So my 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 um take on Guinness and is what I've been told by I think a decent authority when I was in Ireland mm. is that it's actually. It tastes better the more it's drunk. So if it stays no, because it doesn't, doesn't sit well in the barrel but in the, the pipes.
0: The thirteenth pint is the one. No, no. Right, no. In, t-
1: in terms of pouring, rather than at, at the pub, in term rather than
2: in terms of an individual How much you've drunk. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because, because because if you if you if you go to a place where no one there drinks Guinness, it will be sat there for ages. It doesn't age very well. I will tell you what, Nigerian Guinness. That's the flavour. Very popular in South London. The original Guinness is really good. From as well. actual Guinness, yeah. the original yeah. Guinness, the kind of fizzy type one. Anyway. Anyway,
0: so you need lots of people to be to be drinking it in order to taste delicious. I believe, I believe so. Thus, it should be absolutely sumptuous.
2: I believe so. On this
0: Paddy's Day, exactly. Enjoy it responsibly. Let's get to, to Arsenal Liverpool. Liverpool two 0 in the end. Uh, kind of brass what we the, the outcome we expected, but you were there with Jim, who was absolutely wetting himself with excitement for the first sixty minutes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when will he learn? That's my first question. <laughs>
1: Because Arsenal were really good. If it was the result you might have expected, I don't think it was the way you expected to get there um, because Arsenal were very poised, very calm, no panic, organised, all the very un-Arsenal from recent seasons things, especially in a match of that magnitude. And even if you go back to their last league defeat against Manchester City, in which they played very well, but then had a massive panic for five minutes and made a mess of it there wasn't any of that um, you know Liverpool just picked them off with oh, of course Aaron Ramsey could have done much better with the first goal Aaron Ramsdale
0: oh yeah Aaron Ramsey, Ramsey. Don't, don't blame him, him. Oh,
1: that will be the problem <laughs> yeah, Aaron yeah. Ramsey in goal don't yeah. damn him <laughs> yeah. he's
0: doing his, he did his best for Arsenal yeah, yeah Arsenal. I mean
1: he's, he's he's always been a bit slow
2: that, that'll, 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 that'll be the reason should get Vish on the phone for the Ramsdale error but he refused to come on <laughs> coward <laughs> cowardly <laughs> takes
0: yeah, when, he doesn't when, know
1: where his near post is. When that, when that, was that the went problem. in, when that went in, we were like, right, they need to go ten minutes without getting a second one stuck on them, and that <laughs> was that was the problem, really. If it was still at one nil, I think it would have been, you know, a very open last end of the match. But you know, Jim was—I don't want to speak for Jim, but—and it, it, you'll hear it on at the match, which is coming out quite soon because um, we, we went to it together to re- record for that. But you know, there's there's. Definitely an optimism around Arsenal at the moment. There was no turning on the players, no massive sense of frustration, anything like that. There's a sense of, you know, you can lose to Liverpool. It can happen. Yeah. And also, Liverpool had to work bloody hard for it as well, which I think is relatively satisfying from an Arsenal perspective.
2: On that key event you talked about there, the, the first goal, um, something we should add to that is that it was a real sliding doors moment because a few minutes before that, Liverpool had an outrageous back pass. Arsenal have to score. Arsenal have to mm. score, and they don't. And then a couple of minutes later, Jota scores. But it's, isn't it's, that it's a good example
0: of the combat? That was like supreme calmness from Allison. There was a it? great save. In the the end. save, the way that yeah. he just—I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was in the uh, the studio afterwards. Someone yeah. was saying the way that he just behaved like an almost like a normal defender when he was defending that, and he yeah. just
1: calmly dealt with it. But Arsenal, I—I I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's easy to pin it on Odegaard and say maybe you should have, like, you know given him a, a bit more work. But I think when you look at it from Odegaard's perspective, there are two defenders on the line and it's partly due to where Lacazette is at the moment. I think, you know, there's no argument how good Lacazette has been for Arsenal this season. As you know, I'm a big fan and I think the fact that he gives so much to the team as a whole. We well, just look at the points per game when he starts compared to when he doesn't. It's a stratospheric difference. Mm. It's incredible. But a striker who is used to scoring regularly does not stop and pass it backwards. Mm. And and that lets the defenders get in, in, in the spot. So I, I don't think it's on Odegaard, I think it's on Lacazette. Right.
2: I just I just think if Arsenal wanna I would be very encouraged as an Arsenal fan about that game last night. I know that it's a defeat. They yeah, they've only really lost at home to good teams. I think they've
0: so they that was their third home yeah. sorry, home defeat and the other two were Chelsea and Man City. And, City. and yeah. the point there is it's a perfect representation of where well, they, they are. are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and I
2: think I think but what Liverpool showed them was a blueprint of where they're going, where Arsenal going, where, where Arsenal want to be. I'm not suggesting they're going to get to that level, but that's what they want to do. And I think given the, the season of two halves Arsenal have had, where it's been very difficult to start, Arteta's finally kind of getting his, getting his mojo, getting his his players where he wants them. And also, I think with Arsenal and, and Arteta, the job has been about getting them to perform to a standard and and execute at a very high level all the time, wanting to be good all the time. And
1: that's a bit of John Sitton there, isn't it? Well
2: it is it is John Sitton, but that's that's not actually John Sitton's original quote. That's a that's a quite a uh, <laughs> not say st- famous. <laughs> st- famous, st- famous <laughs> st- Thanks for that. But um, you, you love
0: know. it, I'd imagine you love a croc. Do I? Yeah.
2: Nah, I've he, never worn a pair of Crocs he in my seems life. Seems like a
0: bit of a Croc artist,
2: this guy. Oh, I'll take it from Brassel, He's a sneakerhead. I won't take it from you, Mason.
0: I'm a sneakerhead these yeah. days. Brassel taught me.
2: I won't take it from the from the, from the, from the, from the woman who wears like Louboutin slippers.
0: <laughs> it's actually pronounced Lamboutin. There we go. Be, there so. we go. So
2: anyway, that's a digression, which is, which is a surprise for you too. Uh, uh, but can, can, I, can I just very very pretty sum up and say that? It's not something to be too down- downhearted about because if you're a sensible Arsenal fan, you understand this is a process. Arsenal and Alceta's job has been to get Arsenal and their players up to a standard that needs to, they need to be, to be able to perform every week and be consistent. And I think and he's non- finally
1: doing that. I think nonsensical Arsenal fans even understand that. At the yeah. Because the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. The fact that everyone's on the same page, that they move as a team, that they're fit, that they press together. You know, there's loads of zest to that team there's no sluggishness to
2: Arsenal and at all. they matched Liverpool for about 50 minutes yeah they did yeah. first half particularly and
0: there was some amazingly detailed uh, stats thing I was looking at on uh, uh, okay sourced from Twitter but it was yeah. a proper thing um, where at Arsenal matched Liverpool on almost everything you know they had basically the same number of shots on target they had mm. the same number of shots from open play they basically matched them on possession passes complete all this stuff and it was just the key stat which was obviously goals
1: and yeah, that, okay. that little bit of extra quality as well because yeah. Firmino came, coming on made an absolutely massive difference in terms of them killing the game. Besides the goal, which was obviously a lovely finish, everything he did was smart and took advantage of how much Arsenal had put into the game. Someone like that who can actually take their time over something, who's such a considered footballer. Mm. Someone like him was the perfect to bring on. And You know, they don't have that at the moment, Arsenal. They, yeah. they, 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 they don't. You know, they don't have a position where they can leave Salah and Firmino on the on, on the bench.
0: Diego Jota, the scourge
1: of Arsenal,
2: once more always scores against. Oh, score. Yeah, so
0: that's so that's Arsenal. I think that's yeah. I think that's a pretty good assessment of of where Arsenal are. And um, as you say. Oh, in fact, both of you said... In fact, I texted uh, Jim because I couldn't believe how loud the Arsenal fans oh, yeah, were being great. at 85 minutes. I, you you there's don't there's often hear that, you? To, he never
1: <laughs> said, well, I was trying to get a signal
2: working out what was happening in Juventus versus Villarreal. It <laughs> <laughs> could have looked it up for me. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arsenal, there's a lot to be positive about of Arsenal because you're right about the fans. It's, it's a really good point. Uh, the atmosphere came across really well on the TV as well. Mm, yeah, it's uh, it really noticeable. And you've got a reason to be positive for, for slightly... Well, you've got reasons to be positive for slightly other reasons as well, which is the fact that who knows what's happening with Chelsea, right? They're a rival club of Arsenal's. Who knows what's happening with Spurs, who we'll come on to. They can't find any consistency at all. And they don't really have a, what I would call a safe, kind of solid grounding at the moment for reasons I'm sure we'll come on to. So Arsenal, you know, are West Ham going to hang around for a huge amount longer? It's, it seems to be a fairly transient thing with them usually. So They need
0: to buy, they need to buy places. They'll certainly they strengthen.
2: Yeah. So there's a reasonable chance that Arsenal could be... Could be the you know the, the the most successful club in London again um, in the near future. Now look, that's like I understand that's like second prize, given how good Liverpool, Man City are, but it's still something to build on. Oh, absolutely, yeah, totally. And and, and for totally. them to have made the advances and the strides forward they've made, you go you don't go for a game rarely. So you rarely go through a game. Sorry, I should say, where you don't a team doesn't make a mistake. You know, Liverpool make a mistake with that back pass, they're not punished. Ramsdale makes a mistake, he is punished that's the fine margins and the game becomes completely different after Liverpool score because necessarily it has to and that's really what it was all about last night but Arsenal have shown great improvement and I think it's something to be positive about.
0: So that's Arsenal Liverpool themselves bloody so look at this the the number of points they've got now is exactly the same as they managed in the total of last season so 69 Mm. points and the difference, I mean, we talked about Allison, so the difference is, you know, clear heads and obviously having a great goalkeeper. But the key factor there, I think it's not so it's not hard to tell what the key factor is, it's Virgil van Dijk. Like having him in the back in the side, he only played five he only played five games last season. And there's 24 points difference. I think he seems to be the absolute crux of this, of this Liverpool team. And and they're not scoring lots more goals. They're just shutting people out again for, and again.
1: For, for me, it's still the fullbacks. I, I, I just think that is that is the thing with Liverpool. I mean, there's so much to admire about Liverpool, but they set the tone, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, athletically,
0: Oof, although defensively, night. creatively. I thought I had him, Alexander-Arnold.
1: At first, but I, I think Alexander-Arnold got better as the game went on. And he, he's a perennially underrated defender, Alexander-Arnold. People talk about him as if he's some defensive scrub, which is nonsense, <laughs> by the way. And I think to have someone like that, and Martinelli works so hard. He, he always works so hard on and off the ball. You don't get a minute's respite from him. And I felt that Alexander-Arnold grew into the game and played him better and better, As it went on, of course, he was caught out by that one at the end where Martinelli almost scored, where he tried to bend it round (sighs) Alisson. But I think you can give TAA a pass on that just because you're expecting Xhaka either to loop up a useless cross or have a shot. And he plays a
2: sensible pass for, well,
1: he doesn't do it that often, does he?
2: (laughs) Uh, uh, No, On, on, on the Liverpool side, just to pick up what Kate said around Virgil van Dijk, clearly that was a factor. For me it's a little bit more nuanced than that I, I I personally believe that the reason Liverpool were underwhelming in the season you talk about is because of the emotional release of winning the Premier League and the the inertia that a lot of top managers have talked about in in interviews in autobiographies and all the rest of it about how much of a big deal it is to win a league title particularly when one one for a while and how I think Ferguson said like the first time he defended the title successfully with May united was like his biggest achievement because it was so difficult to get them back up again because the internal relaxation of winning the league is a really big factor in a group of players. But and it think... should
1: have been something that was, as you say, an imo- ultimate emotional release for them. But it, it wasn't because they celebrated it in an empty yeah. stadium. And I realise everyone went through a, a lot during the pandemic before we even get to the wider world in a sporting sense. But I think for them, it must have been a sense of we've given everything to fend off Manchester City which is no mean feat at all. You know, Manchester City have made it into a nineteen ninety-five point league. You know, they've made it into yeah. La Liga six years ago, basically.
2: And you get there and all of a sudden there must be a sense of, is this it? But also, Andy, I, I, I don't disagree with that, but that's not the exact point I'm making. The exact point I'm making yeah. is this Liverpool winning the league title has been the dominant narrative of an entire city you know, with respect to Everton yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. But it's a big factor. It makes a big difference. And clearly what Kate's talking about is, is clearly a big factor too... But I think that's maybe the overarching narrative that explains it more, in my opinion, in my opinion.
0: And both of those elements could be true as well because mm. there's a lot of talk, you know, in all of those people, the, the idea of reaching the pinnacle in individual sports as well is particular seems to be like a particularly swash. key thing. I'm glad you brought Squash in <laughs> as we build up to the Commonwealth Games. We're actually going to a Squash tournament tonight. There we
1: go.
2: Really? Come on,
0: a Canary Wharf Classic. It really is. Uh,
2: squash Ultra's out in force. <laughs> the Canary Wharf Classic.
0: <laughs> yes, they sell yeah. it to bankers, what of it <laughs> um, we're going to cover the Champions League in the second half but let's get to the other Premier League game from yesterday Brighton hosted Tottenham Hotspur who won 2-0 goals from Christian Romero and Harry Kane Harry Kane breaking all sorts of records my favourite one oh no actually it's equaling Robert Van Persie's record um, most goals scored with your non-dominant foot very nice come on
1: wow. you love it
0: surely as, brass
1: as, has he got into that Messi, Ronaldo Lewandowski spot where we're having to make up records for him. It's not made up. I mean that's one I know it's not made up. It's just a record that no one really
2: cares about. That's ridiculously You new can't and... put
0: that in the trophy cabinet, can you leak?
2: No, but he's also got the um, the most away goals in Premier League history now. Which is given that he's what, 28, isn't amazing. I mean that's borderline well. that's that. I think it's still I think it, <laughs> do you know what? I'll tell you isn't what makes it in a very saucy
0: mood today. I'll Andy. tell you what
2: makes it interesting is when they showed that list it just—it really does hit home and remind you if you—if you—if you'd forgotten the dominance of how much players prefer play, strikers play at home. Mm. Like the, the, the its a massive. Uh, you'd expect it to be a slight difference. What do you think I the think difference massive... is playing with him and Son?
1: Um, maybe I don't really know, but I because the I... pairing of them is something that could quite strongly influence that, isn't it? In what way? Because he's super quick and you're playing on the breakaway. Yeah, I home. guess
2: so. Yeah, I suppose so. It's, I think it's hard to say, but I think that's probably fair. Yeah. But but I was surprised how little away goals Alan Shearer had scored given his overall record. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Kane got went past Shearer quite a while ago.
0: Fraud. Mm. He's a, fro- he's a, f- he's a <laughs> he's bald fraud. He's he's as well
2: now. He's bald, bald.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another one for the bank. Another yeah. one for the bank.
2: But but what what do you think of um, the Spurs result? Because obviously it's it's a game that's probably gone under the radar a little bit because of the big game happening in in, in well in it Arsenal. should shouldn't it? Yeah. And Brighton have been in terrible form, obviously. But I, I find but Brighton have been in terrible
1: form results wise. I felt that having watched the extended highlights back of this when I got back, th- this was Brighton in really bad form, actually, playing wise. You know, we know they don't always get the results that yeah. the performances deserve. This was,
2: well, actually, they got more than they deserved in terms of result. I think uh, they were awful. But mm. on the Spurs side, Andy, um, to, to give uh, Big Pav a mention, whose 40th birthday it was yesterday, by happy the way. Birthday, oh, happy birthday, Pav. Happy birthday, Big Pav. Um, he always sees a fan of saying, these days Spurs don't need a new coach, they need a fucking exorcist, <laughs> right? This, this Premier League record they've got recently is almost like it's been designed in a lab to annoy Antonio Conte. Because I, I get the feeling that Conte can kind of come into work in the morning off the back of four defeats and go, well, they're all just shit. And and I'm not shit because I've won all this stuff. So I can deal with that because they're shit. If they're brilliant, he's obviously happy with that. But to go win, lose, win, lose, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win. I feel like the the big man's struggling to know what to do. And I think that it's obviously eternally frustrating for Spurs fans, of which which we have one in the studio, of course. Um, But it does really show you that there's a big, big job on 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 antonio conte's hands given the profile of managers they've had in recent years and they've turned over managers quite quite quickly and the players a certain core group of players have kind of consistently moaned about it so they didn't like Pochettino's double sessions and working really hard. They complained about Mourinho. They complained about a lack of fitness under Nuno. I wouldn't but put
0: Poch in that group of complaining. I mean, towards the end, the form tailed off so much that people, everyone was just like fighting each other. But
2: Yeah. But that's, that tells its own story, does it not? To an yeah. extent. Life is short. They, the Things play, change. The play, players were you leaking stories. You have to let stories. go of people you love, Luke. Players were leaking stories. Yeah. <laughs> players were leaking stories under Pochettino, that they didn't like the, the hard work in yeah, the double yeah. sessions. That that happened, right? I and mean, it reminds that, that, me of. Can Indian. I just say, it's
1: like United at the moment. That never reflects well on players. No, no. we as players do not like hard work. <laughs> no, no. Yeah.
2: Just in case you thought we were overpaid, I signed for Manchester United and I was made assurances <laughs> that I would not, have, not have to get run. my my BPM would not be going over 130 <laughs> at any point. But I'm I, I, I just going to say, semi serious point. It just reminds me a bit of England when they're in that spiral. They would go through every type of manager and it wouldn't work. And you have to feel like, and I'm not forensic enough to know what it is, but it feels like there's something bigger at play. That's what I was going to say. I
0: don't agree at all. But again you know you, you guys listening have to kind of caveat this as much as you want for my kind of generalized very crushed kind of spurs fan Spirit. optimism that yeah, i still yeah. that i still try and keep alive through gentle nurturing and avoiding mm. of some of the facts mm. but i think the <laughs> the up and down nature of the form yeah it's kind of incomprehensible and it means you but in a sense it means you can't say there's a trend either way really no, the no. Key, I, we don't want to but the, the key point in terms of when you look at the individuals when you get excited about Romero being in the side you know he's a he's a top quality defender that we've managed to bring in he's he's um, and then even better is um, Kulisevsky well. yeah I was going to and Kulisevsky as well coming in the idea yeah. that that can be a platform from which Son and Kane can work we the key point is that we have a team and something it feels like maybe in a different way but in a similar kind of Optimistic way to what you see at Arsenal. Something is being built, even if we can't quite understand it, and Conte can't understand it. And again, you've told me this loads. And when we were following Conte uh, when he wasn't in England, Mm. this his personality is to be melodramatic about things. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't indicate, you know, Spurs. There's a lot of I'd call them kind of Spurs influences, and I get you have to on you have to go and. like with Arsenal Fan TV, again, I wouldn't want to compare it to that, but I have just done, damn it. You wouldn't want to, you have to go out there and make big claims and say that, like, Conte's about to smash everything up and walk out the door, because otherwise you don't get the the tweets, you don't get the clicks, right? But I don't, that's not my reading of it at all. It seems like he's piecing this together and he's gradually getting the elements that he wants. And, hooray, Harry Kane's back on form. But
1: also, without, sorry to move on from Harry Kane, but (laughs) without the Conte brinkmanship, which is something that he plays into. He uses into. it. You, do, yes. you don't get what you want. You've
0: got you to be and, a bastard. And that's, that's exactly what True. Spurs need.
1: You,
2: you have to say. <laughs> oh, so that's you earlier. In you fact, I'm
0: going to walk out <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, you present your own show. But,
2: but you, got, you guys, I think you're missing a key point here, which is, and we've just talked about it earlier in the show, we talked about Arsenal. We said you can look at Arsenal's record and look at what they're doing and go, that's kind of understandable, mm-hmm. right? Now, maybe it is too early for Conte because of the way he came in at the point he came in and there's a lot of work to do. I get all that. But to me, it's not as though he's come in and had however many months he's had and been like, okay, we're kind of good enough to beat these teams and so we're beating them and we're not quite good enough to beat these other teams like Arsenal are at. Mm. This, is, this is a team who is clearly capable. So they're, they're, they're follow, But they're following up wins at Man City. The players well, are capable, on. is the team capable? Hang on. They're and follow, the
0: mistakes element.
2: They're following up wins at Man City by losing to Burnley. Mm. They're losing at home to Wolves and they don't look in it. You know, then they go and beat Everton 5-0. Okay, Everton are poor. They go and lose to Middlesbrough in the Cup. The, what I'm saying is, it strikes me as a group of players, and this, I think, partly explains Conte's frustration, it, they strike me as a group of players who just don't have the intensity. And, and, that, and that is something he needs to address. Although, and I think yeah. a lot of those players are wet as well Look, Harry Kane's a generational player. Son's one of the best players in the world. Mm. Those those players are always going to be fine. Their level is always going to be high. But I think, and and, and, and Conte's made some motions towards sorting this out by moving a player like Deli Allion, for example, and a couple of others. But a lot of that core group who've been at Spurs at a long time are too comfortable and it's too easy for I them. I don't know. I know That's what, how I see it.
0: Oh, the, the, the way what he's doing with the kind of fullbacks and the, the back four and trying to move people around and trying to get people to fight for their places, I, I think he's working on that. I think...
2: I'm on board with that
1: aspect. But I mean to create a collection after after what's gone before mm. is an enormous job, even for 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 him, I think. And what we're seeing at the moment, I think, with the with the results and the inconsistency is the fact that, as you said, Luke, they do have a lot of very capable individuals. And look, I don't want to leap too far ahead. But, um, to Tottenham winning se- the ties seeing
2: lot. seemed yeah. not, not that far ahead <laughs> <either. laughs> to jump after the heat death of the universe. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
1: I don't know. Did anyone else find it quite entertaining that De- Dejan Kulizewski had a really, really good game? And so did Ben Tanker when uh
2: Juventus had a bit of a deal, yeah, tonight. exactly. Uh, and we got we must mention Harry Kane volley in that Coke bottle with amazing, um, connection. That was great, yeah. It looked great. In you slow motion you take your
0: lid off, haven't you? That's why it would have been, yeah. But it's still, if you've got enough...
2: So it's like Formula One podium sort of business. Yeah. yeah, It really... I had a, I had a big argument with Jules Breach about this, about why you have to take Cause your she likes, in her bottle
0: in a bottle. Because she loves to throw a
2: missile at a football ground. <laughs> well, she said it's <laughs> to do with missiles. And she said if you throw... It is. Well, I thought it was also to do with the fact that if there's an emergency and you have to leave the stadium... If you've got a lid on bottles, people will just hurt themselves because there's no way of crushing them.
0: Luke's secret job for the security services wicked finally come back. It's out. a wicked whisper. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's Do a the missed poll. thing.
2: Or Do the... a poll. Do a poll. <laughs> and the real ones will know. The real but ones will know.
0: show at footballramble.com. We're going to be, uh, I suppose, going to be even more improved when Christian Eriksen comes back into the side. Did you see he got his, his call-up back into the Denmark squad, which
1: is really, really lovely to see. Oh, so he's definitely coming back to Spurs. You've that's, decided. That's
0: what I
2: understand to be the case. Right, okay. Yeah, you just made that up, haven't you?
0: Well, Conte likes him. He's worked
2: with him. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's saying all sorts of. You're lies. not one of your manifesting things now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just ask the universe for
1: it. <laughs> but Antonio Conte's already put it out there. Okay, he's right. I mean, yeah. you know, he,
0: he has put it out there. Yeah, yeah so that's for their um, friendlies with Holland and Serbia later this month. He's obviously not played for Denmark. It's an amazing story. He's fitted with that mm. um, heart-starting heart device that he yeah. has to, that he has inside him all the time since uh, that moment in in Euro 2020 last year, which was oh, so sad to see. So, so incredible to see him back in 305 appearances for Tottenham. Yeah. Luke, you don't forget a thing like that.
2: I thought it was really important as well that the Danish manager said, Made a point of saying, I've picked Christian Eriksen because he's the best in that position mm. and tried to nip in the bud any kind of sentimentality kind of narrative mm. around it, which I think is really important for the team but also for the player. That's a really clever thing to do and it's great to see. I, I'm really, really happy to see him back because you can't help but be affected by what, what he's been through.
0: Mm. Damn right. We'll do the sentimentality on a yeah. football
2: ramble, won't well, we? You will. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right then. Uh, let's get to a break so I can really marinate in it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today.
0: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans.
2: Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you were having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals?
1: They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally, but in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day.
2: Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery?
1: Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science.
2: And should we fear an alien invasion?
1: If an
0: imperialistic drive brings other civilizations to us then obviously
2: it's not good news but if it's scientific exploration it may be good news if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird magnificent world around us then this is the show for you eureka subscribe now and find us on twitter at EurekaPod. new episodes every wednesday
0: eureka is a stack production and part of the acast creator network
2: Which decision in particular annoys you? Where do you want to start?
0: (laughs) All of the decisions. Welcome back to the football.
2: Neil Warnock. We're in fucking London, aren't we? That's the difference. We're in London. (laughs) That's my favourite Neil Warnock. (laughs) (laughs) Luke's here
0: and so is Andy Brassel. And we've got a special St Paddy's Day email for us. Kate Jules Jim or Fish, Marcus Luke or Peter the and he might just read a one in show at football email show
2: at footballemble.com and he's not going to read one out today because it's going to be me doing it I've been told that I have to read it out so I will do so hello to you uh Jordan Steins our friend Jordan has emailed in with an interesting Irish-themed story. So bear with me. It's quite long, but it's, it's very it's r- very worth much it. worth it. Uh, Jordan picks up the story by saying, I've been listening to the ramble for about three years now, and it's just crossed my mind that I should share this story about an Irish Sunday league game I was at in 2015. This is a great caveat. I swear to you this is 100% true, <laughs> even though it sounds like a script from one of those weird sports films. This did happen. One of the smaller local soccer teams made it to the Senior Division Cup semi-final in 2015. Their first choice, really their only choice goalkeeper, was also a goalkeeper for one of the local Gaelic football teams in the area. That Gaelic football team had reached the cup final and unfortunately both the soccer semi-final and the Gaelic football final were to be played at the same time on the same Sunday, about 30 minutes away from each other. This left the goalkeeper with a choice to make, obviously. Because Gaelic football and the GAA are more important at a local level here in Ireland, the keeper decided he would play the Gaelic football match. The soccer team then had to take the field that Sunday with a centre-back and no, with no real goalkeeping experience in goal. The type of situation where another player has to take the kick out because he can't do it. <laughs> which I think is poor for a centre-back, but there we go. Because <laughs> normally a centre-back, you get to take the kicks. Anyway, yeah. after 19 minutes, the game ended one all, so it was a draw. About five minutes from full time, with extra time looming, a member of the management team received a phone call on the sideline. News from the Gaelic football match the local team had won and the goalkeeper was being bundled into a car in the hope he could make it back in time for a possible penalty shootout come on! what followed is probably the funniest and farcical thing I've ever seen on a pitch to give the keeper a chance to make it back the team obviously had to draw out extra time (laughs) as much as they could players began to drop all over the pitch with cramp quote cramp quote needing medical attention (laughs) goal kicks and set pieces were delayed as much as possible there were even a couple of rough tackles made in an attempt to start a fight that would need to be broken up (laughs) adding precious seconds to the clock all this going on while a member of the management team stood with a phone to his ear getting updates from the car carrying the goalkeeper Sky Sports would pay so So much much for this Um, with about three or four minutes to go in the second half of extra time A car comes flying down the hill Beside the ground Out jumps the keeper Still wearing his Gaelic football jersey and boots His legs already covered in dirt and muck From the other game He runs directly to the sideline Is given a spare shirt And immediately subbed on Using the sub saved After they received the phone call Wow The team not only went on to win the penalty shootout Thanks to a save made by that (laughs) goalkeeper Come
0: on That sounds made up
2: But they also (laughs) went on to win the final A few weeks later After the match The keeper was bundled back into the car Taken back to a pub where the Gaelic football team were celebrating with a the cup they just won of course because it was the final I don't blame you at all if you think this sounds far-fetched I wouldn't believe a word of it myself if I hadn't seen the whole thing with my own eyes
0: I want to believe it so can, I don't care can I just exactly. thanks for that Jordan yeah. Jordan, thanks, Jordan
1: even if you've made it up it is it's magnificent it's a great story it's, it's a great, really magnificent. Magnificent. A great story magnificent
0: career as a short story writer I think beckons if you did in fact make it up thanks for sharing it and with you us. would know
2: because okay, you were very very well qualified in uh, English literature I believe is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Yes, it is. It is, right. it is right.
0: I don't think having a degree qualifies you
2: really in that. Like no, but you definitely I think, I think this
1: is the bit where we pitch for our Jane Austen pod. Oh,
2: Mason, Mason... Finally, Man- we've got that. On. First of all, on the fuck go. you for saying that to Kate, because that's the encouragement she doesn't need. And secondly, if you've worked with Kate for this long and not thought she thinks of herself as some kind of rambling Bronte sister, you are very, very much mistaken. If
0: you would like to hear a Jane Austen pod, write in! <laughs> Show at footballramble.com.
2: Show at janeaustenpod.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Or tweet us at footballramble. Or just tweet me and Brass directly. I'm yeah. at KVR Mason. Andy Brass is very uh, famous, so you can probably find him my I agree way. with
2: that. Leave me out of it. <laughs> Leave the rest of these hard-working people out of it.
0: <laughs> Champions League football, very enjoyable from Lille, I thought. Two on, they went out in the end against Chelsea. 4-1 on aggregate. But this was a fun little game right up until, unfortunately... Sorry, I'm not saying it's unfortunate that Chelsea went through, but unfortunate for the enjoyment of the game that at seventy minutes it was killed off.
1: I thought. I thought the chronology yeah. of the equalizer was what it was all about, really.
0: Christian yeah. sick okay.
1: right on. Nice goal on by half-time. the half time. Really great goal. Yeah. Really well created by uh, Jorginho as well. If they'd have gone in half time at one nil, it's it's a different kettle of fish, mm. I think. Because Lille had a really good first half. They controlled it pretty well. And given what has happened to them recently? I mean, we spoke yesterday about how no Renato Sanchez, which seemed to be the end of it, really. Because he's their best player. What a career he's had, by the way. Really, really weird. Yeah, really unusual. Um, but I-, I thought the way that Gauvinet sort of changed it. So they went with two up. They were a bit aggressive. They maybe caught Chelsea on the back foot a little bit. And Barack Yilmaz, who's kind of the... He's like the low-key Luis Suarez, really. <laughs> he's the hipster Luis Suarez in the, you know... He was defied his years to be absolutely brilliant and fire his team to the title last season, and this season has simply looked like an old man. <laughs> um, he, 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 mean, had a, he kind had a good of night. is, isn't he? He made he his professional
0: night. debut in two thousand two. He was great on the night. I really enjoyed it as well. Quite excited to watch um, Jonathan David. I thought he's. I hadn't seen much of him before, Mm. but read a lot about him. And in fact, a bit of a North American night, wasn't it, with that amazing girl from uh, Christian Pulisic and him winning the penalty. Well, you know, he, he. he megged someone, didn't he, to win that free kick on the edge of the area yeah. that then yeah. led to the... Uh, Trevor Chalabar. Yeah. Trevor Chalabar. So players
2: get so upset about that. they take it so personally, they always commit a foul after <laughs> like, You're not, not making me in front of the world's video cameras here, TV cameras. It's not happening.
0: Yeah. Look at, I mean, looking forward to see he, He's been linked all over the shop, but with Liverpool brass as well. Um, Jonathan David, that is. Looking forward to seeing him in the Prem.
1: Um, yeah. I, I think he'll be really good. He's had a terrific season in... I think it's fair to say a middling side. You, you, you have to preface Lille with outgoing champions Lille and you've had to do that for like the last three months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think considering the gap between them and Chelsea, they made a pretty good fist of it. Um, but, but the way Chelsea recovered from going 1-0 down was, was really good as well. Another, Especially
2: another, given their arduous journey to the game. Another bit of um, evidence supporting my theory about inertia after winning a title, no?
0: For Lille? Yeah. I don't think that's their only problem.
1: Yeah, they're just never that good in the first yeah, place. just let me have it. <laughs>
2: let, do you know what I mean? It's so petty. Um, I, I, I also think, again, harking back to what you said about Arsenal, there was a big moment, isn't there, in this game where Xhaka, who, who has to score, really, hits yeah. the post, ricochets, flies off back off the post. He has to score that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and it could have given them a glimmer. Yeah, could have I, given him a real chance.
1: I, that, that's, that's the thing. And at 2-1, one, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, no way goal in play. Yeah, you know, it I, ne- been, it I been never have to exciting. remember that. I yeah. just think
0: it all the time. It's hard for me to see a game of football in the Champions yeah. League without just that constant hum of pain. That mm. it's not there's no away goal hum of pain that's
2: how I live my life <laughs> sister, I told you <laughs> I
0: was surprised so maybe this is boring but you can tell me and then we can cut it out but um, um, George, I was surprised that Jorginho's handball was any kind of uh, question mark
2: for the penalty was there? well it had a, to go to VAR yeah. Uh, yeah but did the referee just not see it uh, or well, not see it correctly I still think it's worthy of discussion because I think that I find it a little bit distasteful. I mean, it's not distasteful in the grand scheme of things, particularly what else is going on in, in the world of football at the moment and in the wider world. But in terms of the actual game and microcosm, I just think it's a bit distasteful when you just get players endlessly arguing the point over and over again. Mm. One, when, one, because there's VAR, right? So he's checked it, yeah. right? Yeah. He understands what he's doing. He's checked and it. And then he's right? come
0: back and awarded it. Yeah, exactly. If, if,
2: if, he's learnt. If a decision is questionable, it's because of the laws of the game and not the referee. He's just interpreting what he has to interpret. Three... I also think it's a huge amount of sophistry as well. If you're Jorginho, right, you're just a bit annoyed, you're a bit embarrassed that you feel like you let your team down because yes. you did whatever you did and you're just using that to, you're just imparting that frustration and putting it on someone else. I think it's a little bit fucking stupid. Just get on with it. Yeah. It, it annoys me. And, and, and I'll tell you what else annoys me. Um, the fact that when we talked on Tuesday, what are you smirking at?
1: I'm just enjoying you know you getting, getting your <laughs> list out.
2: Don's the Homer Simpson reading
1: glasses. <laughs> yeah. Complaint Luke, number seven. For well, everybody just, at
0: home, The um, Luke's kind of, he kind of reorganises. He's like sitting, he's, he's sat back, he spread <laughs> ch- he's spread his chest, he's making himself ready to save that penalty. Go.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, we talked on Tuesday a lot about Chelsea and we said what we said, and it's out there for anyone to, to listen to. But then Chelsea make that outrageous request um, about the FA Cup quarter final. I I know it's been discussed, but I just wanted to add a little bit more, which is the fact that when we all, all of us, I think, in this room and and, and further, in the wider Ramble community, said that this is ridiculous because it's patently ridiculous what they requested. Um, I had quite a lot of Chelsea fans both replying to the Ramble Twitter and me saying, oh, yeah, you need to understand it's a a wider game at play. It's a PR move by crisis management (laughs) and stuff. And it's like, okay... That's nonsense, right? But fair enough, if that's what you think, because you'll defend your club, whatever happens, be completely one-eyed about it. And now their own manager has come out in what I thought was quite a remarkable statement, much more remarkable than the press it got, saying, yeah, I didn't agree with that. We shouldn't have done that. That was stupid, blah, blah. Surely it's not, those it's people... Not remarkable. It's too cool playing the hits. Well, yeah, come on to that in a minute. Yeah, that is what just, it is. Let me just finish the point, because I think you've, you're absolutely right. You said this earlier, and I'd love to hear that. The point being that are any of those fans at least going to listen to their own manager who they apparently defend to the hilt and who has been the totem for this club throughout this crisis because no one else will talk. Are they actually going to listen to what their own manager says that, you know, when all is said and done, when the dust is settled people make mistakes. It's fine. It happens. Mm. We all do it. Don't just defend it blindly because it happens to be Chelsea. Don't spend all your time focusing Mm. on the person that's saying it rather than what's actually being said. Mm. I just thought it was absolutely bizarre and a really indicative um, moment and example of where we're at in in football. Well, of course, you're right. And
1: Tuchel's in a bit of a spot at the moment. Of course, he's receiving a lot of praise and quite rightly in a lot of cases um, for his... Um, honesty and his effusiveness. And he's shown in comparison to, I don't know, okay, let's take Eddie Howe and Frank Lampard. Just a pluck the, a couple from
2: nowhere.
1: For, for example.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, few, there. few human rights issues going on there where I live. That, no, seriously. It doesn't <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think he's shown that
1: it's it's not just about <laughs> intelligence. It's about openness. It's about nuance. And it's about honesty as well, as well, really. I think the problem for Tuchel at the moment, he is fine to come out and say stuff about the club. He's done it again and again and again. He's done it at Dortmund. He's done it at Paris Saint Germain. He's, he's got no owner to argue with at the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. So, so he he's has, just enjoying himself. It's yeah, basically all the caps away. The match play. Yeah, w- yeah. Well, it's just him being him. Whether whether. Abramovich was still in situ or not, he would still be saying that. You know, it's um part part of his is his personality. I mean it's it's interesting, isn't it, seeing um the the, the rumour about Manchester United's interest in him sort of gather pace. I mean it's is <laughs> they're gonna say Manchester United's interest in buying
0: Chelsea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bit of Roman. <laughs> I th-
2: I think I think there's a there's there's a lot of sense in that. I think they'd be insane, Man United, to not go after Tuchel. Yeah. They should be doing it right now. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't have any particular problem with. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to say that because I want to criticize Chelsea or whatever. I've already criticized Chelsea, and I don't need to dog whistle it. I've said it outwardly. Yeah. I don't have any problem problem with Tuchel. But I think if Man United are doing their job properly, they should be getting him. They yeah. should be. Mm. There's no there's yeah. no reasonable argument against it. Yeah, and
1: he's he's done really really well out of the the last year because you know people had doubts of him even when he was leaving. Paris Saint-Germain, you know, globally he did a good job, you know, he got to he got to a Champions League final, for goodness sakes. But I, I think when you look at what he's done in the last year, it has inflated his reputation to such an incredible degree. Because before that, but bear in mind before he arrived at PSG, he'd won like one German Cup. Yeah. And that was it. And people thought the part of him that people admire now, being able to stand up and say what he thinks and, you know, cut through the bullshit. Was something that people saw as a problem. That's I mean, what
0: caused trouble. Brass is seething, isn't he? Brass yeah. is seething because his his theory that it's all going to go has not. Um... Well, it might all
1: go because they might. Well, have it really... would have
0: done if there was a bloody board. No, <laughs> not because not, not of not because of too cool. But but, but just to be he clear, have predicted
2: this. But just to be clear, you when you say inflated his reputation, you don't mean unfairly. You mean the fact no. he's won the Champions League and he's earned it, and now people will listen to him more because of his stating it, standing in the game because of what he's won.
1: Absolutely, a hundred percent. And what was is what is now seen. As um, a widescreen vision was before seen as him being chippy and a yeah. pain in the ass, you know. It funny Speaking how it goes.
0: of your reputation in the game, people, Villarreal beat Juventus three nil. Who night Elmeri? I'm Still
2: trying to get a signal.
0: Bloody <laughs> Elmeri! <laughs> great. To,
2: what, I, what I like about this um, was it three nil, as you said. Great to always get a reminder of how many people live in Villarreal, isn't it? They always say that. 29 A town of just 29,000 people. Yeah. Every really, time they say that. It
0: was, really, it was really fun. I think it was for the second goal. Yeah, Paul Torres scored the second goal. And of course it was at um, Juventus at the Allianz Stadium. And he sort of wheeled away to celebrate Paul Torres, realised he was going well, very much the wrong direction towards yeah. a lot of very silent Juventus fans, yeah. like dipped back.
2: I thought this was a remarkable occasion. I thought, um, and maybe Andy can give us a bit more context on this, and, and, and I know you'll do it on OTC as well. I'm sure you will. Uh, I, f- I found it... You know what it put me in mind of. You know the PSG fans were complaining earlier in the week, and we talked about that and how the letter they wrote, how upset they were with the players and all the rest of it. I'm not saying it's as bad, and I'm not, I'm not trying to compare the situations because I don't know them both intimately. But to the extent to which Juventus gave up, when there was still a reasonable amount of time on the clock, to at least keep up appearances. I'm not saying they could have won the game. I'm not saying they could have snatched it or whatever. Are you you talking about defending for goal three? Jesus Christ, that's embarrassing. I I know I'm prone to hyperbole, so forgive me, but I cannot see or remember that ever happening to that extent in the Champions League before. They
0: weren't there. They just
2: weren't there. It was like, it felt odd. They didn't even arrive in the camera shot. It was odd. Yeah. I mean, that they they have got a nice little
1: sideline in humiliating themselves against the sort of opposition that Andrea Ranieri would not have anywhere near the Champions League <laughs> in the last couple of years. Yeah, I actually I mean, I mean, the, on the, Porto the, Villarreal, Yeah, the irony of yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, Leon in there as, as as well. You know, teams that he thinks shouldn't be anywhere near said. it. Hmm. Yes, yeah. it's it's hilarious. They're it, at home as well, it's by the way. Genuinely at hilarious. home, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing. All of those four defeats in the last four seasons now have, have have happened at home, which was under good old Antonio Conte, an absolute fortress. They never lost there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good old Antonio Conte. So mm. yeah, those three girls scored in this from the seventy eighth minute, which yeah. is just and as exactly as you say,
2: They just completely wrapped their hands. Just.
0: N- Nothing going. On. I mean, maybe we shouldn't get too carried out Again, yeah, you'll of course cover this in more detail on on the Constant, But is it? I suppose the, the they're in the middle of a twenty-one game unbeaten run in all competitions over yeah. ninety minutes. Juve. so it's it, yeah. It's that, in a sense that's even more bizarre, Luke, isn't it? it is. that, they're, that they're then. It's almost like a
2: strop. I, I just think... I, it's like, yeah, it is a strop. That's exactly what it was. It's the right word. And I think there is a... There's, there's, obviously, it's fine to lose a game. Obviously, you get beaten by a better team on the day, whatever. And even if it's a surprise. you know We've seen bigger, bigger shocks than that in lots of different competitions. But I just feel that there should be a minimum standard. It should be a minimum standard of what you do to apply yourself, knowing there's a paying public in the same stadium as you. You've got to do at least part of it. It's, I think it, I think it, it smacks smacks of unprofessionalism, a strop, as, as, as Kate said, and it also reflects really badly on um, on the coach.
0: Uh, please do join us for OTC later on Football Ramble Presents. Lars is going to join us um, and, he, and presumably you guys are going to give Juventus a bit of a kicking. Dot and Andy will be steering the ship. They'll also talk about the strained relationship between PSG and its loyal supporters and Benfica's bid to shake off the curse. After they beat Ajax. Head over to Football Ramble Presents for that one. Tonight we have got some Europa League on the cards and Everton. Oh my days. Why are they sorry? They play at Newcastle, but bloody hell, I feel like I'd be just generous to give them a bit of time off.
2: Yeah, look, Joe Linton's not playing, I won't be watching. Mm. It's worth point it's worth pointing out though, if the- if Everton lose 8-0, they drop into the relegation zone. <laughs> So uh, watch out for that, trivia fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the universe is punishing me because me and Andy had a ding dong a few weeks ago about how why Lampard took the job, and I said, yeah, it'll be it's bad, good. but it'll yeah. keep him in the Premier League, and that'll be fine. I regret that now, even though I've got a lot of game in hands. Games in hand, I think they'll be okay. Uh, it's not great. It is not great, and and it doesn't look to me like Lampard. For all the, he's very good at PR himself. He's very much a figure public figure in modern football. Do you know what I mean? He's used to having his life in the limelight the whole time in his career because he's been such a high-profile person. So he always carries himself kind of well. And he kind of gives you the... Apart from all that interview oddness, which people have talked about in the past, the old Lampard transition, he always gives you the impression that he kind of knows what's happening. If he walked into a meeting room with a a notepad, you'd be like, okay. He's well briefed. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure he does know what he's doing. And that could present a problem.
1: No, and I I, I think... We we talked about it at the start, didn't we? You you refer to it there, Luke. I think you get in there, and the hole is far deeper than you, than you see from the That's outside. That's what Benito said. And if he well,
0: that shows, supports what Luke is saying, doesn't it?
1: That he he mm. didn't seem to recognize. Sorry, you th- you saying I should change my opinion? <laughs> 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 it's
2: normally a good indicator that you should. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a it's a free flow it's a free yeah. flow of I- it's a free flow idea zone. Yeah. Look around
2: the camp you're in. If I'm in it, you want know to think about changing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Luke doesn't need me to back him up. That's for sure. But yeah, it did seem. I don't know. Maybe he. I don't want to psychoanalyse Frank Lampard, but it did seem as though he didn't recognise the level of the job, despite, I think, quite a lot of evidence being there.
2: I, I would I would say that, just very quickly to, to finish, I would say that I'm not saying that Everton will be relegated. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I think if you look at the ingredients you need for, oh. a, for a big club they are there uh, with a lot of talent to be relegated, I think they tick a lot of the boxes. Yeah, they do. They do.
0: Uh, West Ham, welcome Sevilla to the London Stadium tonight, trying to overturn a one-nil deficit from the first leg. Rangers travel to Red Star with a 3 0 lead. They have just got this. I yeah. mean, bar- <laughs> barring a remontada of their own, they yeah. have. They seem to be doing absolutely incredibly
2: oh, in Europe. They do, and West, the West Ham game would be definitely one to watch. Poised, the stadium should be rocking in a in, you know in an Emirates-esque turnaround in atmosphere. It should be pumping there. Um, they're an exciting team to watch, West Ham. Uh, that's a really nicely poised um, game. Well worth watching, I reckon.
0: We'll be doing it. All right, Brass. You got to keep your strength up for later. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, he's doing on the continent. He's not playing for West Ham. Um, <laughs> I could
1: be. They've got a lot of injuries. <laughs> you made it out like he was going to
2: actually start midfield alongside Declan Rice.
1: Also, I would never play against Sevilla. I want to make that clear. I would never You'd play You'd wrap your hand Sevilla. in with you. You refuse. Yeah. yeah. Andy,
0: Brussels, Sevilla. Um, very nice to see you two. On tomorrow's show, it's Marcus, Vish, and Jim. Uh, nice to see you, Luke Moore.
2: Nice to see you too, Kate, it's for the amazing. second time this week. It's
0: amazing your tan has faded so fast, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> lovely to see you, Brass. Likewise. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network.